Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. The Fairweather Podcast is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. Oh my god, I haven't done this in forever. I forgot to do this. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So many things. Yeah, our oh. little production studio has changed a little bit. So, like, I'm like, oh, I have to mute, I have to do this. So, anyways, <laughs> hi. Hey, how's everyone Yo. doing? Good, what's Good. up? Brittany's free. Woo. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hashtag free Brittany worked. We did it, guys. We did it. We freed Brittany. Yeah, it was crazy, like, watching that, like, Paying attention to some legal things, uh, mm-hmm. as wife's an attorney and such, I was like flabbergasted by some of these rulings. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a judge, so I get to make those decisions. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, hey, girl, you're free. You get it. I know. And she's, and she's like, she had her first glass of champagne ever. Like, Really? Today or yet this weekend? I'm like, dude, this mm. girl is living. Live your life. Up. Right? <laughs> right? Hopefully it was good champagne. I mean, she's got the money for it now, now that she doesn't have to like be on a yeah. daddy's budget. But yeah. When, Oof. When Zaddy watch- doesn't pay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys watch any of the uh, USL games this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what did you watch? Oh, I watched the Oakland Orange County game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was a doozy. Yeah, I was uh I was there for the second half of that one and I got to meet the uh, social media manager for uh for Oakland. He was legit. He's been with the club since day 1. We were talking some Detroit City, we're talking about Oakland, we're talking about Clementa and and Morad and them kind of showing up late in the season or uh, across the season and how much we love those guys in San Diego. And uh, yeah, I got yelled at by the GM. Not really, but a little bit from the Orange County GM. Gave me a little raz being a San Diego fan because he asked about that R- Ronaldo goal being offside. He's like, was that offside? I'm like, yeah, that was offside, man. He's like, ah, San Diego fan. What do you know? I was like, he was, if he held his run, I think he still would have beat that guy and he would have scored, but. He was clearly two steps ahead. <laughs> and then that keeper off the line. Has anyone seen that call being made not by VR? V- VAR? Call not no. being made by? What do you mean? Like someone making that call, but it was like live, not like a VAR review. Like, oh, he was off the line. VAR said he was off the line. I haven't seen that. And I just don't see how no. the ref was like really focused on that and not anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was his. Isn't that the the AR's job is to like be on top of that? Be on the line, yeah. Yeah, but then like at the same time, Domus like does this like delayed. Yeah, kick. drags his foot. Yeah, yeah drags his like foot. So that that first take was terrible. I was like, that is a terrible take, and you were lucky that the goalkeeper bounced twice off his line. Like if you want to look at the like the video, it's it's pretty clear that he's off the line. Like. He was, it was pretty egregious. It wasn't one of these, like, he could have been on, he could have been off. But, like, man, to have the 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 courage to make both of those calls, both the offside, which was kind of obvious, 
but in like a playoff match in extra time and on PKs. Oof. Where were where were you in relation to the field? I was in the press box. I was oh, in the press box. Okay. But so we uh we brought up the ESPN feed. Like I had it up open on the phone. Cause it's always delayed, like it's like delayed pretty significantly. So when you're up in the press box, uh some of the angles are hard to see, like the front sidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some of the calls are, you know, some of the calls you're not in the best position to see. And so you have it open on your phone. You have ESPN open on your phone and uh, you have it kind of go in, especially when it gets later for stoppage time and stuff uh, or for subs because they don't turn the board around that great there sometimes. Um, so we we pulled both of those plays up on, on the ESPN feed. And usually it's hard to tell, like some of those angles, you're not sure, but these ones were pretty, pretty good. I mean, I gotta give I gotta give a shout out to the to the Oakland people. What up, Oakland? <laughs> yeah, it's heartbreaking. I mean, they had a good a good contingent there. It was like a pretty like I don't think I'd I've seen OC games that packed. Like it was a great atmosphere. Oakland fans showed up and showed out. Uh, obviously, you know, there was Orange a big County. contingent of Oakland fans there too. Yeah, there were quite a few. Like they had the door propped open. At least it was 50. the door the door facing the Oakland fans. So in the press box, you can hear the Oakland fans going at it at least uh, cheering and, and probably more. Yeah. It was a, it was a good atmosphere as a, I mean, kind of a boring game. Um, as far as like offensively, it was just two, two teams playing defensive. But uh, now if you want to go, you can go to the Western conference finals. It's being held in orange County. So you want to go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I will be able to make it because we have a marching band show. But if you want to, it's uh, it's right down the street. I will not be able to go. So, but I yeah, I, I would go probably. Yet. Yeah. You won't be. When are you coming to California? I'll be in California on the twenty second, and I leave on the twenty seventh. Nice. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So if you're a, a USL fan. Uh, it's a quick drive. It's a great stadium, and you can watch the Western Conference Finals because the USL Finals will be uh, back east, either in Lou <laughs> or uh, COVID Bay. I mean Tampa or Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, so, um, yeah, which are one stadium is great and new. One stadium is um, a classic USL baseball converted stadium uh, that's been around for a while, Al Lang. So. If you can make it to a final, those are both great places to go see. I mean, your Tampa Bay is a, a his, like a pretty historic American soccer club, and Lou City is the home of the NWSL final. So uh, you can get some some good stadiums in. And um, if you want to travel to Louisville, or if you want to travel to Florida, if you actually want to do those things, uh, you can do those things. So eat some oranges. <laughs> yeah, Louisville getting bailed out. Did anyone see that handball? That was an interesting call. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that, but I did catch them going to the uh, to the finals for the seventh consecutive time. Yeah, crazy, right? Uh, only won twice, which is, I mean, maybe not the best record, but you know, death taxes in Lou City making the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, you got to hand it to them. They're, they are they are the standard. Yeah, I know Phoenix fans might disagree that, you know, Phoenix has been more consistent, but I, I don't think anyone can say they're more consistent than Lou City getting to the finals for ever. 
ever um, the, the whole time that they've been in existence every year. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so if Lou Louisville wins, Lowell. they'll get a third star Sunday, in there. Saturday. They, they will host on the 28th. Is that the the the, the date for the final on Sunday? I believe so. Yeah, the, the 20th of the I final. am dri- I'm going to Indiana for Thanksgiving, so I'm going to be driving back through Lowell mm-hmm. on Sunday. But I'm like, I don't think I'll make the match because it's like 7:30 at night, which I gotta be back here. Like, unless like a Hallmark yeah, movie, yeah. you're somehow stuck in the town of Lowell, mm-hmm. so you have to go to the match because it's the only place where there's. Mm-hmm. People and electricity. Yeah, November twenty eighth. Yeah, we will 28th. have Lupe, so we'll have to find a, a dog friendly hotel if we end up staying there. Because I I wanted to stop there. Maybe we'll go to like a bourbon place too. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time for that USL final in Louisville, um, or in Tampa Bay, or in Tampa Bay. Yeah, or in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Um, yeah, probably most likely Tampa Bay based on what people are predicting. Um, but weirder. We things also predicted Phoenix would be in the Western Conference final, so I'm not, Pacific, not, you know. correct. not Devin Kerr. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Orange County at home against San Antonio, that should be a fun one. Um, you realize if San Antonio wins, then I mean, by luck, Devin Kerr. It's like he's he made a good nod. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad pick. It's like one of those picks where if you like you get it wrong, you're like, ah, well, they lost to X team that probably was playing pretty well. But if they win, you're like, look at me. And you're like, yeah, that's a pretty good pick. I think San Antonio is like that's that not really a dark horse, but kind of a quote sleeper pick, if you will. Um I think RGV proved like themselves really well this year, especially not being affiliated to the Houston Dynamo like they took that first year of independence and they did the most they could with it yeah that was a it was a really fun season to watch for them uh because um yeah it was great congratulations to them um also being held in Louisville on November 20th which is this coming weekend is the NWSL final so um, if you want to go there for a week, maybe uh, Saturday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, you can see NWSL and possibly USL final. Um, or you can get down to Tampa Bay because what I learned is them southern states are not that far away from each other. Um, yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for Charlotte anywhere. and then I can delay my flight back to San Diego and watch the final in Charlotte. But my wife was like, no, we have to be home. And I was like, fine. So you're going away next weekend. Yes, we'll be in South Carolina. Woo. Oh, you're so close. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's her dad and stepmom. So you can't even see the Greenville Union Omaha. Probably not. Final? Probably not. The League One. Yeah, the League One. Greenville going for that second star already. Good for Mm -hmm. them. Good for them. Good for Maybe them. they'll get promoted next. Ooh. Actually, no, that's not how promotion works in the United States. We we pick like the fourth best team and they're like, we'll promote them. Like Cincinnati, <laughs> Nashville, 
It was like Sacramento for a minute. But because so. Detroit City is coming, they pretty much are taking that that promotion from anyone else. Yeah, I mean, if you got twelve million dollars, you'll they'll promote anybody. Um, <laughs> but I digress. <sighs> well, that's kind of the fun way of wrapping up the news of the USL. Uh, lots of coaches <laughs> getting fired or leaving. Uh, El Paso, uh, Lowry goes to Indy Eleven, which is wow. fascinating. What a slap in the face! Yeah, it was interesting. It's like, what is, what are we trying to prove? Maybe he's just trying to prove he can do it somewhere else. Maybe get an MLS job. Uh, New Mexico swapped out coaches. Yep. Um, Lasane going Matt. somewhere. Don't know, but we all think he's going to Charleston Battery, where he was an assistant coach and played. And yeah. uh, Zach Prince, his assistant, gets the promotion. So promoting from within. Yeah. So that'll be an interesting thing, thing, thing to see where he ends up. Paul Daglish. ends up. Daglish. Yeah. Now he, uh, Paul Daglish did Daglish. a really cool thing after they lost to um, Miami, lost to Louisville. He was like, here's how we were playing Louisville. And he like put up these like slides to show. How, it was great. It was awesome. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I think he's a smart guy that can do some, some good in the USL. They and think, then who knows? What's they that? think. Uh, the Miami Tribune thinks there's a rumor that some league sources have confirmed that there are three different candidates running. I think uh, Bruce Arena's son, the assistant coach at Miami FC, and uh, Ian Russell. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back in the league. Formerly at Reno. Um, did a lot of good work in Reno. Um, Reno, in their four years of existence, scored the most goals. In the USL over that span. Uh, shouldn't NWSL do what MLS does and have a home team host? Uh, I What they did, I think they put out bids and only Portland bid. And then they're like, the players complained about how early it was going to be. And then they're like, oh, well, then we'll just move it to Louisville because it's later and Louisville <laughs> accepted. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That's, that's weird. Um, maybe it's just... Uh, availability of stadiums and you want a quality stadium like i have heard that uh if orange county had won had beaten phoenix in 2018 that they would not have been able to host the final really um yeah uh so i know it's not always the team that wants to that should host gets to host uh i'm sure it's about facilities and with nwsl Mm -hmm. it's kind of like Super Bowlish, where it's like the best you want to get the best uh, environment and the best stadium you possibly can. Um, but yeah, I, that's best pitch, the best pitch too. Yeah. <laughs> so there's and no then, complaints about the right. the quality of the pitch and all that. And I just don't know enough about where all of these NWSL teams play to to say like this is there's a better way to do this or not. But that's just the way they do. They put in bids and they select. And yeah. well, I don't. I think that the MLS has same scheduling problems because, like, when um, National SC got like their they like advanced, you know, like decision day after MLS, they didn't even have the schedule available till like Tuesday, and they advanced like on Saturday or like Sunday. Mm. So it was just interesting because, I mean, Nashville SC shares a stadium with Titan, so like they couldn't do it. They could do it on the Saturday, but then on this Saturday they would have played, but then they would have competed with NWSL, 
which I don't know if there's any like friendly agreement. Like, eh, I don't think there yeah. is, but like that. And then uh, Sunday, the Titans play at Nissan Stadium. And then Monday, I don't know. And then Tuesday is like right before Thanksgiving. Now the game is actually Tuesday. So I might be there. So that's cool. I can go see live soccer again and playoff soccer. I All think right. we're playing Orlando City. So we'll see. But yeah, yeah it's the same situation with availability. Yeah. Yeah, I think the East final is going to be a fun one. I think the West final is going to be interesting. Um, OC has given up one goal in the past seven games, like six clean sheets, all one nil victories. Um, except for this past one, it was a clean sheet and a advance on PKs. Um, it's kind of this like grinded out win. It's not necessarily pretty it's not necessarily like exciting um but that's the style of football they play they have the people on the back line to really close some stuff down and they'll defend 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 and hit you on a counterattack. um again may not be the prettiest soccer but it's working for them uh san antonio just looks real good um so that's going to be i think a really fun different style of they're both going to defend pretty well but uh san antonio do think has a slightly better offensive Team. Do you want do you want um OCSC or San Antonio like because they're in the same division as Loyal like would you want to see them advance to the finals or is it like I know you, I know Alan it's hard for you to answer this question cuz you're kind of an OCSC fan too um <laughs> but what do you think I mean I wouldn't want them to win but I'm different uh, that's a hard one. Like I think Orange County is one of these like original USL teams from back in the day, and so you want to see some of this team that's been through a lot put something together and finally win. They've been like knocking on the door a couple times. Uh, San Antonio is also a really good story, but um, you just got to pick which fan base is going to be less annoying, um, and you, you know who knows. Um, Chris, what's your take on it? As far as finals, yeah, who are you uh, who are you pulling for in this Western Conference final? Honestly, I'd like to see. Oh man, I mean, I would love to see Orange County and Tampa Bay, only because I just want it to be the uh, the Citri- the Citron Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, just the uh, the Battle of Oranges. Yeah, it would be interesting yeah. to see how well the Phoenix fans take. Uh, there's a specific fan from Orange County. His name's Logan, who does nothing but like just talk smack to all the Phoenix people all the time. It'd be interesting <laughs> yeah. if OC actually wins. Like how how that Twitter battle will go. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then with Louisville, Tampa Bay, it's like Louisville has won twice tampa bay hasn't won since they've been to the usl and so it's like they're like the team of destiny so it'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off and eliminate loose city and then they'll be hosting again for the second year in a row but this time hopefully we'll have a match um yeah i don't really i think like last saturday like watching oakland and orange county it's like you kind of want both teams to win like 
and watching the penalty kicks was a different type of nerve wracking. Um, is like the story of Oakland is such an interesting one. Like the no one believed in us, uh, and they just have went on a super crazy run. And so you hate to see that end. But on the flip side, like you know, you have these relationships with with Orange County fans, and you know you want to see them their team succeed as well. Um, but yeah, they've been through a lot, so. I can go either way. I, I think I'd be happy. I think I may be a little bit happier with Orange County winning. Uh, then you can just, you know, I get to talk about a USL final for the first time, which would be exciting. So, yeah, it should be fun. <laughs> should be fun. Um, I, it should be. I, I hope there's more goals. I don't know. For me, one, 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 oh, like final and then getting all the way to the final and probably having the same thing. Like, I don't know. That's not exciting, but. That's I'm biased, so you know. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's fair. It's like it's uh, one of those. Wow! Like you if, were like, <laughs> if Mourinho, if Mourinho's your coach, you're like, I love defensive football. Winning one nil's fine, and then he leaves. You're like, oh, thank God, it's more exciting soccer. Like you're gonna root for your team regardless. If they play that style, you're gonna find a way to support it. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't, we can have our disagreements. I know they talk smack about Landon saying, I don't want to play that way. I don't want to win that way. And there's some said about like style of play uh, versus, you know, getting three points, but you know, it, it's hard to argue about against Orange County success over the last seven matches when, yeah, it's not always pretty. And this time it was a nil nil after four and a half hours of soccer. Um, but they still got the job done and they're still alive, which is more than you can say about any other team, but three. So, you know, you can, you can say we don't like that style of play, but it seems to be working for them. So why would they change to something like, Oh, we're going to play exciting soccer. And then they're going to lose because they're just not used to playing that way. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now orange County is riding this wave of, clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet, and lob it to Damas, lob it to Damas, lob it to Damas, and it's working. So, I mean, why change it? That's wow, I got it. What, what I got to say about that. Um, Preach. Yeah. Like I said, you can disagree. You can disagree about it, whether it's exciting or not, and we can have that conversation. But, you know, in the playoffs, exciting mm-hmm. doesn't get you three points all the time. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get into this. Uh, we got some topics to discuss. Uh, we're, we'll dig into some of them. If you have some comments about who you think uh, fits these, you can drop them in the comment section. And uh, most improved. Anyone want to take a take a stab at most improved? Um, I will go first on that one. Um, sorry, my light went out. Um, so most improved, I would have to go with my boy Tumi Moshabani. Um, he impressed me throughout the season. Um, I think last year he reminded me of, um, Alex Awobi. So I don't know if you watch him, but it's kind of like, you know, really aggressive, always on the ball, but like couldn't piece together the, the passing 
in order to get like the final third. So um, we definitely saw that um, in the beginning of the season, towards the middle of the season for him. And it was, he was a staple, I think, for us um, on the club. So he's my most improved for this season. Chris, agree, disagree? I agree with it. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm it's glad hard to you argue. agree. <laughs> I think it's hard to argue. Uh, especially last year to this year, there's a couple people. Uh, obviously, there's some players that stayed, uh, but I would have to concur that, um, you know, he, I think he, uh, between the two years that we've been able to see, uh, and obviously you have some guys that maybe have improved uh, between last year and this year, where they just weren't on the team. We didn't really see it. You know, maybe they're playing in a different league or playing somewhere else, but I don't disagree. Uh, Chris, biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. Hmm. I mean, playoffs in second place. There you go. Second place or losing second place. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, No, I mean. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. Hey, you're welcome. (laughs) um i think to me the biggest surprise was getting augie williams on loan toward the end of the season like to to pull something off like that like in division from somebody you're fighting to get into the playoffs against uh was a a pretty fascinating loan uh and that was I, i know that's a little bit like out of left field with biggest surprise because i think there's a couple others that you probably name but to me, that was like, holy cow, like, really? Um, uh, Andre Yedlin. Or Yedlin. Uh, Yedlin becoming a part owner. Yeah, I mean, that's a good surprise. Yeah. I know yeah, not... my big surprise is, is dropping the last four, not trying to get, not like securing home field, home match. Um, you know, not winning that. I think you... You have what did they have? Two road games and two home matches in that span. I don't uh-huh. remember exactly. Um, yeah, you had you and, had several times, okay. several chances to lock it up. Yeah, and but like especially at home, like the home was like what they were like nine or ten unbeaten throughout. They went in that stretch, in the middle of the season, and like for it was a fortress. And like I remember watching the match from last. The, you know, the San Antonio match, and like, oh, San Antonio is a fortress. I was like, yeah, that was us. But the, I was like watching the replay and I was like, damn it. I like this sucks. Like, um, couldn't um, log it in there. And I think I mentioned it the last time I was on, like, you don't go hobbling into the playoffs. So I think that's the biggest surprise, um, just from a standpoint of how they were um, up until the last four matches. Um, yeah. So. All right. Uh, this one I think is maybe a little bit harder to nail down. Most engaged, like within the community. Mm. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with Austin Guerrero. Um, one, he's from here, so like I feel like he had a good tie to the community itself. And even before he got that number one shot uh, or number one slot, um, he was 
pretty active uh, from what I saw, like with many people on social media, not everyone. Um, but <laughs> I, um, you know, he was giving out green jerseys, you know, I think this was before he even secured his, his slot, you know, number one and mm. he was a starting or before Trey got uh per or whatever it was, however he switched out. So I'm going to say that, um, but I obviously, this is a perspective from me being away from the community. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't know exactly all I can judge on is his social media presence and his, um, you know, just how he was in like content online from what I saw. So, Yeah, there seems to be a couple of people who really like uh, Elijah Martin was another one that has like slowly become the social media face of the team. Um, I think Austin Guerrero is another one that um, is always willing to kind of put his face out there and um, thank fans and then also be to say, hey, this wasn't good enough and we need to do better and was very open. Um, he was also he was at the beach cleanup that I went to. Uh, and I saw quite guys out of um, like Josh Yarrow was really cool walking around and talking to people. Um, but yeah, I, th I think um, I think a lot of people were really ha happy when Guerrero started getting starts because people really like him as a person, presents for the club. You know, I think you got that a little bit also, you know, with Sal Zizzo with him first signing. It's just like, hey, he's one of us. Uh, he's from here. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think the team did a great job about getting out in the community. And, you know, with, you know, they were doing – like the vaccine stuff, they were doing beach cleanups and they just were out a lot. And I know that um, people were about, and uh, I saw Elijah Martin at the the kids club, the Chicano Federation thing too. And that was a joy to watch him interact with uh, these kids. They really loved him. Uh, so I agree with Guerrero. I think maybe uh, Elijah Martin is another guy we can give a shout out to uh, with being engaged in a uh, loyal community. Uh, does the club limit what they can do on social media? Uh, I don't have an answer for that. Um, I would assume that uh, it's not like a free-for-all, but I also assume that the team gives them a little bit of latitude to be vocal. We got Chris. No, I was going to say, like, you know, I was just thinking about that question. I was like, man, Harry would know that because he is often wondering when his club is going to be vocal, Sam. <laughs> We yeah, don't have I, Harry on this week. <laughs> we can't ask him. Maybe he'll listen in. Uh, he's, um, he's in the audience somewhere. Well, I wonder if this question is relation to what I mentioned about being active with some people. And Glenn, I don't know if you're here when I said that, but I just didn't see, like, I feel like that there's like a good contingent of people that they interact with and then a lot that they don't at all. And so I don't know if it's a, like because locals or like or not like i don't know but maybe it's just because i'm a woman like i'm like tagging them at least i did in the beginning and now i'm just like yeah i don't i don't i'm not gonna like bother them because it's like what about the engagement with all the fans not just the locals you know so yeah that's me <laughs> i don't think they're allowed twitter wars and profanity yeah, uh, probably not. But except I know, for the the Landon Donovan gift, <laughs> except for that one, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the team the team <laughs> takes care of that one. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, and MVP. 
Marissa, who you got? MVP. MVP. Ooh, this is a tough one. When when I saw that, um, jeez. Um. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna. Can I like not choose a player? I'm gonna choose the locals. Um, I think they put in so much work to like build what they have. Um, and I don't know if the locals are gonna watch this or hear this, but like, you know, it was definitely uh, for that stretch that I mentioned. Like, it was definitely home field advantage or home pitch advantage, whatever you want to call it. Um, and the players always acknowledged the fans. Um, and I think that that really, um, as much as they're not playing on the field, I think that, that they were definitely there to help, um, you know, push them in the middle part of the season. So I'm going to say them. That's the first thing that came to my mind. So. Yeah, I know Jordan, Jordan and Darren gave him a shout out on unnamed about kind of, they were, you know, locals, Chavos, Rainbow Loyal, like all of those folks showed up and showed out every match. Uh, mm -hmm. Even when things weren't going really well, they were there, um, and they, you know, the heartbeat of the team in the stands. Uh, and then, you know, I think they even shouted out some of the other fan groups, like the Liverpool group, um, and, and folks like that. That just kind of they they cheer in their own way. But yeah, um, I don't disagree. Chris, what do you got for MVP? MVP, MVP. Um, <laughs> God, who is it? Um. I mean, I would, I would toss that Augish out there. Augie Williams. Yes. Um, I know um, who is our leading scorer, uh, Toomey. I know that, um, <laughs> and I think Toomey got the 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 locals vote uh, as far as uh, MVP for the team. Uh, I think those are all great shouts. Um, I am definitely partial to the people who don't get as much love, right? Uh, the the Colin Martins, the Charlie Adams of the world. But um, there was a, a really big stretch of games where I think Josh Yarrow was one of the, the better players on the pitch. Um, the Phoenix match at home, uh, the first one, um, I think uh, he was a standout that even Phoenix fans were like, holy cow, who's that guy clearing everything out of the box? Um, I, I think him dealing with some of the injuries down the stretch definitely put a, a damper on the end of the season. Um, and maybe wasn't quite the same when he came back. Maybe wasn't quite hundred percent. Um, I don't, I have, that's just me speculating. I have zero information about that, but I, I think, you know, for me, Josh Yarrow was probably the MVP, um, to really solidify that back line when things were up in the air, especially in the early in the season, he came in and kind of settled th some things down. And I think, you know, he was able to navigate goalie changes and, you know, uh, Colin Martin being out time to time and then Jack Metcalf going down changes your backline uh, responsibilities. So, um, yeah, I, I got to give Josh Yarrow a big shout there. All right. So those are our, quote, player awards. Chris, you want to add? Nope. Nope. All right. I just <laughs> saw you unmuting, so I just wanted to make oh. sure. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about a couple things season, season long. So maybe, uh, some personal favorites. Uh, now this could be a game. This can be a moment in a game. 
Uh, so favorite game or favorite moment of the year? Uh, Marissa, what is your favorite game slash moment of the season? <laughs> I'm going to let Chris go first because I can't remember right now at the top of my Uh-oh. head. So go ahead, Chris. You're unmuted, so you might as well go. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I would finally say the New Mexico, um, San Diego Loyal match. I think that was incredible, just because of the um, the the gamesmanship and the play going back and forth, and then you know, of course, like the way the goals were scored, and even the goals that weren't scored, <laughs> for that matter. So, I would say that. Fair enough. Marissa, you ready? Or do you want me to hop in here? You go. Still you thinking? Go. Uh, I would probably say uh, my favorite game slash moment. I think it was the, the Orange County match when we go down a man and down a goal uh, and we managed to come back and win. Uh, mm. I think there's some other pretty special mm-hmm. ones. Um, I unfortunately wasn't didn't get to go to the Sacramento game where they scored that beautiful build from the back goal. Uh, so I'm not going to say that one because that one wasn't one I was there in person for. Um, but that Orange County one was really fun. I think it was an opportunity for San Diego to show, like, hey, this is what we can do. Um, I, I think it, it you know, introduced us to some of the newer players. Uh, and then it was one of those, like, in the middle of that Oakland game where it was going back and forth, like, you felt – the team was could always do something because of that game. Like if we can come back two goals down or goal down and win with 10 men, uh, what can we do with the full team? Uh, and so it just kind of solidified the, the, the belief that this team will always fight for every moment um, and uh, not capitulate. And um, yeah. And there were some nice goals that I liked. There's some good defending, but uh in that game, there was some pretty pretty fun goals as well. The Jack Blake to Colin you know, uh, Montgomery was a really fun goal, um, and yeah, that was I think that was one of my favorite moments of the season on the pitch. Yeah, um, I was looking for um, that match, and that's the one because that was my last match in person. So I got I'm, to, I'm to say it too is Marissa's last match in person. So that's what yeah, I yeah, sure. Um, I was uh, I was trying. I, I think it's a close tie between the road trip. I mean, the road trip up to OCSE, um, just inexperience-wise, that was really cool. Um, and I knew I was leaving town, but not everyone else did, and so it was kind of just very like, um, kind of like you know, uh, a little nostalgic. Like I had done that before for the USA team and um, did it like with battalion. When I worked with battalion, we did a lot of bus trips. So, um, you know, it was just kind of like living in that moment. So that in terms of a fan was very nice to be there. Um, Alan, I got to see you up there too. You know, we were with, um, I didn't get to see Andy, which was bummer, bummer. Um, but we also did the live, um, orange and black soccer, like podcast soccer cast, like there at the, at the match, like right before it started. So that was kind of experience wise. It was really cool. 
Um, but as far as the match itself, yeah, definitely that that comeback win, um, middle of July. And it was my last match. And it was just kind of like, whoa, like we're on this run and like you you can't stop us. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it kind of changed a little bit towards the end of the season. But yeah, uh, I would definitely echo that favorite moment. Um, and I knew that that was going to be probably my last match too at home. So it was just kind of like soaking all in and what a way to go out, you know. Plus, you know, the, the score line, like, hello, this right. is my thing, 2-1. So, you know, <laughs> it's all good. So now we talked about our favorite moment. Let's talk about the season as a whole. What grade would we give San Diego Loyal for their season? Uh, and <laughs> I kind of thought about it as, like, first half, probably like an A-. minus. Like, it was a pretty good first half. Um, Chris's cat once was like, Oh, we're giving out grades. I am here for this. Uh, and I think overall, maybe like a B, plus, like, uh, maybe B, maybe not B, plus B. Um, you know, we we did really well in class, we were like A minus, and then we just failed our final essentially. Uh, and brought our grain down. Um, Still, I think a, a successful season, like and, and as a whole, as your first full season, um, you know, you point, you can point to like Louisville City and Colorado and and El Paso, like hey, they've made the playoffs and conference finals every year of existence, um, and you know, San Diego outside of the COVID season, like yeah, we made the playoffs this year, so we can check box that for every full season we played, we made the playoffs. Um, obviously, you want to a little go a little bit further in the playoffs. Uh, you would have liked a home game. So I think that's where we fell a little short. Um, and yeah, I, I say a nice solid B. Room for improvement, but not, you know, not a C, not an A. Marissa, uh, what do you got? I think uh, I, I'm going to go a little bit lower than that. It's B minus. Um, I think um, everything, you know, you said was pretty much on point, but I kind of, I don't know if it's expectations or like what, where they were before the last part of the season. Like I just, I mean, even the match, like I wasn't on last week, so I couldn't really give you guys my, my uh, two cents on that match, but um, it was, I, I just didn't see the cohesiveness that I saw like when we were at matches, like in the, in June, July, you know, and, and winning and all of that. So I wouldn't, yes, room for improvement, but, you know, teetering on like, okay, average, like good, glad you got in the playoffs, but didn't do anything for me, you know? So that's where I'm at. Chris, what Chris. you got? Ask the kitty. He's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Nah, um, shoot, I forgot what you guys are. The season grade. Oh. Mm. It's only scrolling on the screen. Uh. You're right. I, did, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> I mean, I think a B is a good shout. Only because, like, of the, fin the way they're finishing those matches towards the end, and then, you know... I think that's the biggest, biggest one for me. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough to give the team an A. Like, I think in the beginning of the season, they're like championship or bust, and it's like, all right, let's make the playoffs first. Um, I, I missed a couple teams that maybe were better than I thought they'd be. Uh, but at the beginning of the season, I thought Orange County would have a little bit better year than San Diego, and that ended up being the case. Um, so my expectations, I think, were like, hey, we're probably going to be an away game in the first the, the first round. Um, and missing out on second place is pretty disappointing, uh, knowing that they had some opportunities to lock it up. You go into Orange County. Uh, I think even if you get a draw on that one, I think uh, you – uh get closer if you get a win in that one you lock up second place for sure so it was really only like they needed to win that one game uh and they didn't um so i i you know i i think there's some room to grow um there's some room for improvement i think on field and off field i think landon donovan spoke to that in the press conference he was pretty clear that there's some some room for improvement um and so i think uh moving forward with that room for improvement, um, we can either pick uh, pick some players you keep or some offbeat season targets. Maybe a player or uh, some a type of player that San Diego needs uh, to get to be successful. Um, what do we got? You want to pick some players? Uh, can say this is where we're in a need. Uh, Marissa says, "Ask Chris first. Chris, anyone you want, to keep or is there, uh, a? Do you think that there's a space that's needed for improvement in San Diego? I don't got any any looks for improvement. <laughs> All right. So Chris says San Diego's a B team and does not need to get any better. Uh, they just need to study a little bit harder. And uh, out. Um, maybe uh, a new collarbone for Jack Metcalf. Maybe that's a improvement. Because yeah. um, mm-hmm. I think that had a huge impact. Um, Lynn says, I think USL average is 50% turnover. Do you think Loyal will do that? Um, there are already players who are under contract for next season. Uh, we know for sure Jack Blake is under contract for next season. Uh, so he'll be around. Um, I know there's another midfielder that signed for another year. I don't know if that is public knowledge or not. Uh, so there is a midfielder that has already signed for next year. Um, I, I think you know, obviously, you can the, say the, the names. Uh, obviously, the, the loans. Say uh, it. Uh, I'll have to confirm. Say it. I'll have to say it. Rumors. I'll have to confirm. With say a second, it. Second I'll say it. Uh, the rumor is uh, is Colin Martin is signed next year. That is the rumor. Sources. Um, sources say that. Um, Many sources say that. But I think, you know, outside of, like, Loney's, like, you know, Augie, Trey, um, you you would – I know some people would like to see Augie back. I know some people might like to see Trey back. Um, I like those two guys as people. Um, I'm not sure if we get them back. Um you know, it depends on, you know, I think Augie is looking for uh, a, a spot somewhere. Um, you know, Trey is going back to Seattle. We'll see what that does for him. Um, I think him breaking his finger kind of puts a damper on his development. But um, I do think, 
if you eliminate the the loanees and take a look at the people we signed, you know, it's hard to find like a real weakness in the team, um, like a glaring weakness. I think last year there were some things like, hey, we need to improve here, we need to improve here, like definitely up top. Um, I think you can make that same uh, uh, same assumption this year is you have possession, but what are you doing with it? And I think San Diego just needs to look at, um, you know, maybe it's a, a development of Tumi and, uh, and he's kind of your playmaker guy. But I think, you know, touches in the final third and bringing the ball into the final third, you know, maybe it's a, a more aggressive midfielder uh, and or maybe it's a, you know, out and out striker of that Augie type that we can bring in um, this big target guy or, um, you know, a guy with speed, like you see what Domus is doing in Orange County. Um, or if you look at these guys, um, if you look at maybe like a Phoenix where their wingers may be a little bit more technical uh, ability uh, to get into the box and make some stuff happen. Um, I, I think that's the kind of thing that San Diego is lacking a little bit is we have really good technical players in the middle of the park, um, but maybe not the most technically gifted up top consistently. Um, we saw Herzog struggle a little bit. Uh, we saw Augie struggle a little bit at the end. Um, you know, some of that is Jack Metcalf going down. So your delivery isn't as great. And you're now relying just on Charlie Adams uh, with, with Jack Blake out as well. Um, but I think that's definitely one area of improvement that San Diego can look at is just what are we doing in that final third? How are we getting the ball from kind of midfield forward into the attacking third? Maintain possession there, not lose it. Um, so I, I think there's some things to be addressed there. Um, some of it might just be development, might not need to be bringing in a bunch of new people. But I think the better teams keep more that keep their core. So if you can keep, you know, two of your defenders, three of your defenders, maybe get Jack Blake healthy and back. Uh, not sure what's uh, happening with Charlie Adams, uh, but him and Colin look really nice together. But you need another guy to back them up in case one of those guys get hurt. And I think we saw a little bit of a lack of depth in that holding midfield area. Um, Tumi and Guido worked, I think, pretty well together. Uh, but I think the the wings were a little bit um, not cohesive at times. Um, and then definitely kind of that number nine position of we saw what Miguel Berry did when he was dominant. And if we can find a USL-level caliber, whether that's checking out League One, uh, whether that's poaching somebody for Nisa, whether that's you know a USL team that can't afford a person anymore because their team might be folding or going somewhere else. Um, some people cl- clamored for Irvin Parr to come back. Uh, but I think you're just looking for that a little bit more of a killer instinct from that number nine position and consistency throughout the season too. Marissa? Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I mean, when I was thinking about off-season targets, I could just point to like Miguel Berry style person. Um, you definitely saw the difference when he was on the pitch and helping out. Um, and I think they missed someone like that uh, towards the end, uh, you know, to help with the final third, just like you mentioned. So um, I, you know, mentioned who did Glenn said that like 50% like turnover, something like that. I hope it's not like that again. Like, cause I feel like it just, you know, the constant rotation of players, like you kind of have to get, um, I don't know if it's a training thing. I'm not a coach. 
you know, you get used to people's playing styles and then get comfortable and then you do well. So I don't know if that will help if they get new players all over again, like new people, um, maybe just one or two and continue on uh, meshing with the existing squad. But I want yeah, Charlie Adams if, to come I mean, back. But, so hopefully. Even with that 50%, like if you lose – you know, Laraz, Muse, you lose one of your backup keepers, you lose um, some of your, like, second string, third string guys. I think those are the guys that you're going to get some rotation from, which you're going to drop some of those players. It's like you're trying to keep your core together. I think Phoenix has bringing 12 back um, this season with maybe a couple more. I think you're, that's what the number you're looking for is, can we bring back a good core of people uh, and then add three or four more pieces yeah exactly uh any thoughts on this chris while alan uh, takes a little break <laughs> man i'm just agreeing with you guys tonight yeah no I, I'm, I'm totally fine with what alan's um point was <laughs> chris oh, oh, <laughs> It's a rough day. Uh, Sorry. That's okay. I understand. Uh, he was. Wow, that was. I, quick. I was. Agree I was agreeing with you, Alan. And uh, oh, thanks. I was. I was. I was rubbing my mind, hoping that there was something different than another another agreement with you. There's not anything <laughs> there. <laughs> All right. When Alan's frozen, it looks like. <laughs> Oh, it's and oh, there you are. He's <laughs> pretending. I'm back. He's pretending. <laughs> the end of the season where it's off the rails. What would you give our our podcast the season grade? Just kidding. Don't answer that question. An incomplete. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Yeah. So um, that is kind of our end of the season wrap up. Um, I'm going to assume that San Diego probably puts out some relatively soon about players who are, who are re-signed in their, their player options. I know those have been going around. Uh, we saw Sacramento, we saw Phoenix today. Uh, so I'm assuming we're going to see something soon. And then, you know, I think contracts expire at the end of November. So November 30th, I think is when the contracts expire. Uh, so we'll see another slew of kind of these are the free agents. These are the people not coming back. Um, and then the speculation will continue all the way up until preseason. Uh, so we'll probably check in from time to time if any big news comes out, um, if any big movement comes out. Um, and then as we get closer to um as we get closer to the season, we'll we'll start some doing some season season preview stuff and uh, get everyone ready for another lovely season. Um, Chris, where, uh, where can we find you? By Chris Walker on Twitter. <laughs> oh my God, where we had so many banners. We had so uh -oh. many banners today. Like I had to scroll up. So that's Chris's by Chris Walker, or point that way backwards you can find me at hashtag marissa on instagram and twitter and i'm a ghost writer for a lot of different accounts so if you would like to find that out dm me and Slide alan in. where can we find you 
And it would 48 on the Twitter machines. Uh, we want to wish everyone a happy holidays, uh, whichever ones you choose to celebrate or not celebrate. Um, and we look forward to seeing you out and about in our soccer communities, whether in person or on the internets. Um, so you can follow us on at fair underscore pod if you miss us. Uh, you can watch any of our old videos on YouTube uh, or in your podcast apps. So uh, thank you. And um, thank you. signing out for now. Good night. Later. Bye. Thank you for watching the Fairweather Podcast. This and every sure episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game so Network. You can get notified of other podcasts once on again. This and every episode, Fairweather Podcast, the Beautiful Game Network. By you can Scarves, find other podcasts, official MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday League squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.